Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. And now... Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, it's Fouts. Welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you through our queue and ride the hype train into the future. Let's introduce our very different than normal cast. Uh, first up, we have Mr. Two Wolves. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, next up, we have Damian Nash. What's up? I'm a little sore after river rafting. We don't want to know what you do in your free time. That, so Anyways, that's what they're calling uh, it these days. <laughs> Right. Well, apparently we already know. Never mind. We're not going to get into that. Gina, we love you. Uh, next up, we have Mr. Barry. Hey, how's it going? Of the Jeffs. Of the Jeffs. Of the, Jeffs. Jeffs. Of the of Berries. The, of, the elders. of the Elders. Yeah. Yeah. See, that? we're on the same page. Yeah, this is nice. John Snow knows the nothing. The wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough. All right. And finally, finally, we have a very, very special guest with us this week Silver. How's it going? That's right. It's another girl. What? Tinks is not yes, the only yes. one. Well, Tiff, my wife was on as well. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Tiff was on. I wasn't on that episode. Yeah. That's why I forgot. But, I mean, are we saying guest? I didn't say guest. Yes, very did. special yeah, person. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. A very special person. <laughs> <laughs> I am disabled, so, I mean, special is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. We only consider Damien that type of special. So okay, anyways. good. <laughs> hands. Okay. Chris, do you want to take us into the Q&A and all that? Yeah, so we're going to head into Arrows did, and Emissions. Did, did, did he even get announced that he was on tonight? Yeah. He was first. No. Oh, he was? <laughs> Pay attention. No. Did you leave your brain in the river? Yeah. All right. So under arrows and emissions, this is the part where Fouts plays the crickets in the background because there actually was no errors and emissions from last week. The only error and emission was the fact that like I started to fall asleep because I had a uh, a work event that I had to be to the next day, and then it was a two man show between Cajun and and uh, Damien. And it, what it turned out to be was like more of a one man show because Damien did a lot of the talking, Cajun did a lot of the listening outside of the Destiny talk, and threw in an uh huh and a mm hmm every once in a while. <laughs> so you can tell Cajun was facing fading fast too. Um, so that's our errors and emissions. Now there is so much stuff to talk about in our queue and in the hype train, it's unreal, especially since Comic Con. So let's go into the queue. <laughs> So outside of Game of Thrones last Sunday was the season premiere of Dwayne Johnson's Ballers, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. I love Ballers. I am as well. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and unplug my headphones while you go ahead and tell us all about it. Um, Basically what happens in this episode is you catch uh, Dwayne Johnson taking over the um, sports um, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. It's basically like sports agents. It's basically what he does. Um, so they show a scene where um, he bought out uh, part of the property and it was or part of the business. And the reason why is he bought it out uh, with one of the players that he formerly uh, was an agent for. Um, they owe the money back. And in this episode, it has to deal with Steph Curry because they're trying to meet up with a uh, guy from Vegas who owns a casino and the guy, other part of the other owner wants in. 
And so Dwayne Johnson can't get Curry. Curry can't make it. So he basically is the liaison and talks to this gentleman. The gentleman says, hey, the guy who's your partner I don't really care for, you I kind of like. So if you want to do a deal of some sort anytime down the road, let me know. And he was like, hey, I hear there's an NFL team thinking about coming to Vegas. What do you think? And that's kind of where it ends. And so it opens up a huge deal, which is something that the NFL is dealing with right now. NFL teams going to Vegas and how that works with casinos and how that works with uh, people in Reno or in Las Vegas, depending on where they're actually going to put it. Reno, they would still consider that close to, you know, to Vegas. So in any case, really awesome start to a a really great season. They moved uh, the shoots from uh, where they originally were down in Miami out to Los Angeles because of expenses. And so that's why there's a Vegas season and we'll see where it goes. But Dwayne Johnson's hot and, you know, Anything that he's in and is involved in is is a crush on the Rock. Yeah, I do have a crush on the Rock. So, outside of that, uh, Damien, you're going to talk about you get me. Yeah, so you get me is a Netflix original. I've been kind of teeter tottering around uh, around watching it, but it's uh, I I, I finally turned it on and I was quite impressed by it. It's kind of like a, a new. A new telling of single white female. It's that that thing where you know, boy, man, whatever ha- has uh, is with one gal. They have a fight. They break up for a little short time. Hit, there's some indiscretion. Has another relationship. Decides that he's getting back with his original person, and then breaks up with the other person. Everything seems fine and copacetic in the beginning. Then all of a sudden, other individual is a psycho, or in this case, actually out of a psych ward. Mm. And you find out, and it goes in, and it has more of a thriller kind of aspect that it starts turning into. But what they did with it that I found very unique is that they pulled it into this generation by uh, they would the cinematography. They would offset the actor to the side or have them set in, in the uh, in scene to where there was a, 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 a void space where they would be able to, because they're doing a lot of texting, and they would, the text would pop up on screen so that you could read it, what they're sending to each other, and see the actors' kind of their, their facial expressions of how they're feeling as they're texting to each other. So, like, you know, like if th- someone's trying to get someone to come. And so, it, you know, over to, to talk about, yeah, I know, I caught myself. <laughs> Shit. Someone's trying to get someone to come over to talk about a situation. They can they can do that. Yeah, Jeff's up here. It's like a little schoolgirl. Every time you're talking, all I can see is Ross from Friends going, "We were on a break." <laughs> <laughs> but it it is such so true. like what one of the a couple of the actor or actresses. One of them, uh, the she's from Game of Thrones. I'll bite briefly. She played uh, uh, Jamie and uh, Jamie's daughter. Um, Sandra. Yeah, Melisandre. She played Melisandre, and then, uh, and she's like the, the she she's one of one of the main actresses in it. The other one, I can't I forget, can't think of her name right now. Uh, but she was originally from uh, the Disney Channel, and then from Nickelodeon. Uh, Zendaya. Uh, no, <laughs> but it was very. Can't do that on television. It was very weird. Weird to see. You know, because a lot of these, these child actors, when they're actually on some of these shows, they're actually much older than they, they play. So then for the, you see them in an adult-oriented role, then you're like, uh, this is weird. But they, she did a really good job, and uh, I'm actually it, it found she, I'm going to need you to edit this out because I meant to have it up, but I closed out the 
her information. Silver. Um, Bella Thorne is the actress you're thinking of. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Be- Bella Thorne, she uh, she did an excellent job as as playing the the psycho girl in it, and it was it was very believable. Some of the stuff she does very creepy, uh, but it, it. I mean, it's a it's Netflix original. I wasn't gonna watch it at first, but I'm really glad that I, I finally sat down and did. Um, I'd rate it. It's a solid seven. It's not like it's not. It's not like oh my god. It's a it's a ten. But the acting was believable. The cinematography was pretty kick ass with how they updated a store a common used story to a current generation. So yeah, def- definitely a, def- definitely a good seven. Awesome. Uh, I know, Silver, you wanted to talk about something uh, being one of our resident Disney experts uh, on the Disney Channel. Yeah, um, those of us that grew up in the uh, early 2000s, uh, remember that, So Raven, of course? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they this past Friday, they just premiered a sequel, um, kind of like what they did with Boy Meets World, where it was about their, their daughter. Um, it's called Raven's Home. Jeff? Is it hmm. better than Girl Meets World? Because I tried to watch that one. <laughs> yes. Hey, I like Girl. Hey, no, hey, hey. I, I like Girl Meets World. I like Girl Meets World. Girl, no, I don't. I liked it. I liked it too, but in a way, it's not as cheesy as Girl Meets World. Oh, good. Okay. okay. Even for only being one episode in so far, it definitely captures like the the feel of the original series, which is something that was. Um, kind of important to a lot of fans uh raven is still just as hilarious as she was 10 plus years ago but uh see for the us, only old, thing... us older generation people we remember raven as uh raven simone from the cosby show so like when, right. I, see, when I see raven yeah, exactly it's a, it's yes, a whole different yes. it's a whole different I, raven vibe i still for remember me. from yeah. that i still remember that the only thing that's a little uh, like weird for me so far is that so raven was about high schoolers and this is about her children and their like 11 so it's kind of like towards a younger demographic but at the same time it's getting you know people like in our age range so hmm. it's kind of an interesting mix is, is this like a single mom with kids or is there like a yeah. full family or um she is divorced with her two her, her twins actually and then her best friend chelsea is divorced and has a son and oh they live God. together kind of full house style oh full house oh that's how we bring it all together <laughs> So, the wife is is speaking up now, and she's saying that the Girl Meets World was absolutely awful and needed to be canceled after the first episode. <gasps> I disagree with yes. her. I disagree. I am completely on board. With Finally, wife. someone you in the no. Nash household with some taste. Wow. <laughs> trash. Care Bear Scare. Yeah. Hey, hey, I was not a Care Bear. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to rechange his name back to Care Bear. Care Bear. No, I'm not Care Bear. <laughs> now, uh, the do her kids have the same power as she does, or did that get inherited at all? Oh, one of them. And what's interesting is, like, a whole point to the series was that it's passed down through women. Like, um, her grandma had it, her great-grandma had it, um, but it's actually her son that has it. Whoa, twist. There's your twist. What the yeah, twist? And, they're tw- they're, and they're twins, but what I thought was interesting is... Uh, Raven hasn't told her children she's psychic. She says it's her special mom power. And the little boy is afraid to tell his mom that uh, he's psychic. Only um, his sister and Chelsea's son know. Damn it, how does my mom know I'm lying? 
<laughs> yeah, basically. That's her psychic power. Well, like, okay, so there, apparently my there's going to be some too. Hollywood stuff going on here where she is never going to see into the future of her son telling her. <laughs> so she Probably. will never know. It's like this big warp worth like yeah. nothing of nothingness. Or they could pull a Hannah Montana and they and she they both find Don't out in there. the next episode. There so, uh, yeah, that would be a Disney move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll find out Friday tomorrow. Oh, that's so Disney. <laughs> All right, Damien, why don't you get into Midnight Texas? All right, so Midnight Texas comes from. The author of the True Blood series, and uh, as you guys have noted, also fanfic. Uh, one of the things about it, it's on NBC. It's interesting. So you can find this on NBC or Sci-Fi. Now they're both the Sci-Fi is a sister company of NBC, and the I, I, my first critique of it, other than the the practical effects are amazing. Like they focus a lot on ghost effects and things like that, and it is really great for uh, for just um, for a for a t- television show that's not on like you know a big network like Netflix or HBO or Showtime any of that stuff. I was worried at first of it be the sub- subject matter being on NBC versus say a show that could go a little darker with the material. But after the first episode, I'm already hooked mainly because the vampires in it. They they go in deep into the lore, and there's different types, and they they have the different abilities to feed that are in of like basically of legend stuff. So for that, I really really uh, enjoyed it. The other thing is is that the cast is pretty, it, it's pretty dang sweet. Uh, the main character, uh, Manfred, but uh, let's see here, yeah, Manfred Bernardo. Um, now he's uh, he's a gypsy fortune teller that just so happens that his ability has been passed down and he actually can foresee the future as well as speak to dead people. Is this taking Jeff. place in the South again? Because it sounded like when I was it, yes okay. yes it takes place in a mythical town of called Midnight Texas. Okay. Now I don't know in why this place this te- I'm sorry. Te- te- so Midnight Texas is a is a city that the, the 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 veil between the dead and the living is very thin, as well as the fact that there is a lot of uh, myth, myth, like if you're a basically any type of uh, supernatural, you are kind of feel drawn to this town as a safe haven. There's what I found interesting is is like they have characters in it that uh, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's Jason Lewis it plays an angel in it, and the angel actually. But the the difference is, is that the angel in it is uh, is gay, and and like they talk about him being the overs he's looking over and guarding, and and they have an interesting way of how they they bring that into into the mix. Very, very uh, eclectic group. The vampires, Peter Minsa, uh, you would know him at, from uh, like oh, Jason X, um, <laughs> but also from mainly uh, from like Spartacus. He was uh, the he worked. He was the uh, he played like the Le, Le, not Leonista. He was uh, he trained every he tra- trained everybody. Doctore, um, and he plays a badass vampire. 
See, every time I hear any of these things, I always think to myself, how could HBO or Netflix make this better? Exactly, right? (laughs) Okay. It's on NBC, so you know that it's... Now, NBC and sci-fi, they so they have a cutoff. Did. There's, only cur- there's like barely any curse it's words. True Blood. <laughs> I know True Blood came out, and I, I like this. Uh, the series sounds great, and it sounds different enough, but it's just I feel like there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of rehashing of the same stuff that happened in True Blood. And it can't With be as less it can't be as, and less no, swearing. The, yeah, but not as but, graphic. And I'm and I'm not talking about like. Sex scenes. I'm talking about graphic as in like somebody killing somebody. Like they can no, have, no, they can no, 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 no. No, it's graphic. Have you like, watched a guy get Sorry. a guy getting like? Okay, I don't want to go too much into it, but you know, it's graphic. Like the ghosts, like they sh- appear as they were killed. So that and that's a big. Okay, but is it ghosts? So are they translucent, or is it actually showing blood or decapitation or like? Flesh you got, I, I don't want, I don't, no, 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 flesh, no, no. I mean, this, this is something that you yes. should probably tell us. Cause I mean, cause like, right yes, now you you're see telling flesh. okay, right NBC, now, right now, it's basically can... Disney version of anything to do with HBO, it's not, Netflix, no, I, you know, or anything like that. Netflix has more, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a gore fiend and like, I love this whore, type what? of stuff <laughs> that I love this type of stuff. Sure. And it is no, the, the special effects, the ghosts are creepy as hell. And they, they, you see the murder scene before they. You're like you'll see how they die, like it's bolt through the head, and like I mean, arrows go through people. Uh, Jeff, um, I just want to say, Force. network television isn't really that afraid to show blood. If you watch Supernatural at all, they show some pretty gory stuff on that. Then again, it's all—it's like, and it's—it's going into its 13th season, so they yeah. have enough of a following that they can get away away with a lot. But uh, CW has done a lot of gore with that show. Yeah. They're they're doing like they're going, going like th- I I think they're going to push the limit with this show with some of the subject matter, but it it's so far it it's spot on. There's a cat that reminds me of Salem though from uh, from Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but no no no. But but what they did is they actually 3D rendered like they just they 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 CG over the cat's head. It's a real cat. You lost me. But then they CG over there. (laughs) No, it's funny. It's comedy. It's comedy. Yeah, uh, Disney. It's version. not. It's not. All right. So, it's so not we'll settle though. it. We'll let Damien watch the next couple of episodes. If you you still feel like it's it's that, we can bring it back up again in, on, on a future cast. Oh, I'll be bringing up. I'm gonna watch it every. I'm gonna right. be watching then every we'll episode. Then we'll bring it up on a future cast. Watch this as well, and yeah. I will. I will give you a critique as well. You'll be my Fantastic. okay. So you'll be my counter. Right. Okay. So we're gonna get into Attack on Titan, and uh, we have somebody that's like a super fan for Attack on Titan. So, so why don't you talk about Attack on Titan? Oh man! So I haven't gotten a chance to finish season two yet because uh, while it was airing, I moved, didn't have internet for a while, all that fun stuff. Um, so I've only watched like four, maybe five episodes of season two, but I can't tell you how many times I've seen season one or read at least. Almost half of the manga series, I actually cosplay Aaron Yeager. That's why my hair is so short. Nice. That's awesome. I watched two episodes today. Woo! <laughs> just getting just getting started into the uh, into the Attack on Titan stuff. My my kids, uh, my boys, both watch it, and they've been bugging me to watch it. So I'm like, you know what? Castlevania kind of got me got me hooked back on some of the style of animation. So I'm starting to go through and the Netflix queue and uh, pick up on some some stuff. I, I've been 
I, I mean, just to let you know, I've been out of the anime stuff for quite a while. Like, uh, I think my last major anime was like Ninja Scrolls. That's oh that's God. how far we're going back. Yeah, I'm saying. What I appreciate <laughs> is the fact that like uh, the manga and anything that deals with um, anime is way out of my wheelhouse. Like, it's not something that I'm interested really at all. At all. But the fact that like you and Jeff are like really into it and can speak to it on a on a different level. Uh, helps our audience uh, be able to, to have a conversation about it because it's very prevalent. When we were talking about Castlevania, it was one of those things where it was like, this is really cool, uh, but it's Castlevania. If it wasn't Castlevania, I wouldn't be interested. See, I've always actually really, really loved the manga, and I've always just watched anime you know, for a select, very select few things that I actually enjoyed so much of the manga that I, I felt that I wanted to re-watch it or watch the animation storytelling of it oh, yeah. as well. Uh, that's a great way to just get into it uh, that way as well. Uh, fun fact, actually, about Castlevania is that it's actually an American property. It's from, it's mm -hmm. made in America, kind of like uh, how yep. Avatar was. Um, so it's in that same style, but it's not Japanese. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, so we're on the we're talking about anime and everything. I started recently My Hero Academia, which is kind of one of those shonen type shows where it's about a class or a group of people and they start, uh, they're trying to get better with their power or whatever. It's a superhero based uh, one where uh, everybody has a little tick or something. Uh, only 20% of the human population is not born without a trait and that trait uh, could be very minor or it could be huge like one one guy sweats nitroglycerin and so he can sweat it and then make explosions wherever he wants so jeff this is character defining like whatever your trait happens to be that's kind of who you are a little bit that's kind of how it, how it's come off a little bit i would be so damn dangerous with that ability <laughs> Just because you sweat a lot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be mean, have to, like, cover my body in deodorant. And it'd be like, can't they perspirate? You see how he's, he's looking behind him? He's trying to make sure his dog's not back there. That's another story, though. <laughs> I, dude, I just thought because you farted a lot, the nitroglycerin. Just like, and that's the story I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, my God. I remember God, that episode. Oh, that's awesome. Stop. <laughs> I think he just shit himself. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> now, this uh, this show has just started, or it's in its second season now, and uh, basically how you can really break off the seasons of anime is whenever their intro changes is when a season mm -hmm. uh, season is new. Where what where is it at? Where I mean, where could you watch it at? I've I've been watching it on Funimation, and the nice thing about Funima Funimation is they do uh, simulacra simul casts but they also do dubbed simul casts so they will dub it right away and then just put it up so you can watch it i have a hard time watching subtitled anime just because okay. i like to do things while i'm watching something sure uh so and i'm not a fat i'm a super fast reader so i'll miss things if i'm watching subtitled stuff so this works out really great and you can stay updated on a lot of stuff go ahead dear um, Chris, uh, it's also on Hulu. Hulu has season one, both subbed and dubbed. Um, season two, they only have the subtitle. 
That's awesome because Hulu is starting to get a lot of a lot of things that like Netflix isn't carrying. Uh, we just mm-hmm. talked about uh, what was that series that that Kajun was watching last week. Uh, Handmaid's uh, yeah, Tale. Handmaid's Tale, which is uh, a Hulu exclusive. So if Hulu, in order to keep up with the Joneses, is is getting these individual things, you know, that Netflix isn't getting, big deal for, for Hulu and for their subscribers. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. They made a pretty big move when uh, Netflix got rid of Bob's Burgers. Uh, Hulu picked up uh, the entire series. Nice. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. Basically, it, it's a really cool show. Uh like I would suggest really anybody that likes superheroes to watch it, which it's coming out in a, a perfect time for for that with all the saturation of uh, superhero stuff. And it's kind of like that Sentai type of superhero. So uh, it follows a guy that is born without a trait and then he, uh, actually gets one inherited to him by the greatest superhero of all time called All Might who was born without a trait as well. This is all in the first episode, so I'm not really spoiling anything for you. And uh, then it's him trying to get this power to work. The first time that he uses it, it's so powerful and his body's not ready for it, he breaks his legs. And so oh, wow. he breaks he breaks all of, his, all of his body parts anytime that he uses this power until he starts honing it better and better. It's really cool. You guys should all watch it and maybe even it might pull some people in it is pretty anime at points so are we talking half hour episodes yes uh and if you watch it on funimation on the xbox one they actually don't do any commercials on there so you can Mm -hmm. just bust through a whole a whole season i'm not even subscribed to funimation and i i don't get any commercials and it's great that's awesome that's really really cool i've been meaning to watch it so in this segment, uh, we're going to get into a shorter version of Get to Know Your Geek. Um, Silver has been uh, the first time on the cast. And so not a lot of people know who you are. Tell us kind of where your geekdom started and the kind of stuff that you're like really into. Oh boy, it's a 25 year long story. <laughs> I've been uh, playing video games since I was a toddler. You know, I still have my Nintendo 64 my parents bought when it released. It still works, believe it or not. That's um, awesome. So uh, it really began with video games. As I got older, uh, got really into fantasy series, uh, Harry Potter, that kind of stuff. Did a lot of reading. Uh, and then it just kind of evolved. I kept reading more and more and playing more video games, watching a lot of movies, a lot of television. Um, I got into anime probably just within the last five years, and that just kind of pushed me over the edge towards that, you know, weebhood um so i do a lot of cosplay um mostly more than anything i'm into video games that's awesome so as far as cosplay is concerned like what inspires you and then as far as like putting the stuff together i've seen cosplayers and what it takes to put uh just a costume together you know where does that where does that inspiration come from uh fortunately i'm actually an artist so um A lot of it comes from, I don't have a project at the moment, so I need uh, something to do. So I'll be like, oh, you know what, I want to, I've got a con coming up, or Halloween's coming up, so uh, I'd like to uh, make something. I actually have a surprise um, cosplay just for PAX. That's awesome. So when you're looking for items in order to create your costumes... Is it stuff you've seen online? Is it stuff where you're like, wow, I think that would make a great piece? Or, I mean, how do you come up with, you know, because I know cosplayers who have, like, 
you know, guns and stuff like that have the hot glue gun and they have these molds and all this other stuff. Like what, how do you, how do you think of those things or where does that come from? Depends on the character. So like I said, I, I do Aaron from Attack on Titan. His costume's pretty straight up. So uh, I, I just uh, wear uh, the green shirt, the jacket, the white pants and the harness, which is a nightmare by the way. Um, but like I have a fallout cosplay I put together myself. It's totally unique. I a lot of it was just, you know, playing through the games for the 20th time or, you know, doing a quick Google search of, you know, Fallout props. And uh, I actually make Fallout props, uh, bottle caps, the Nuka-Cola bottles, uh, stuff like that. Um, and I sell them as well. So I, a lot of it just kind of comes to me. I'll paint Nerf guns or I do all sorts of cool I, stuff. I have, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of painted Nerf guns. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. First of all, this is badass because I didn't know any of this prior to me asking all these questions. <laughs> so, that, that, so that's really cool. Um, so as far as your gaming uh, is concerned, what things are you into? What kind of games do you like to play? Um, are you an online player? Do you prefer uh, individual storylines, uh, fantasy? What is it that you like to play? Um, I'm more into individual campaign. Uh, I'm a very story-driven uh, player. But when it comes to genre, I'll play almost anything. I love military first-person shooters. I love Japanese RPGs. I love American RPGs. Uh, the Fallout series is definitely my favorite, followed by Persona, which is very Japanese. Persona 5. Yes. Okay. Persona 5. Yeah. So it was so funny because when I heard you uh, on Rectify's cast, I, I heard you say COD, and I was like, wait, you play Call of Duty? And then you're like, oh, but I love Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, wait, this is a juxtaposition. Like, you like <laughs> Call of Duty and you like Kingdom Hearts. There's not a lot of, lot of people that are into both, so that's that's really rad. Eclectic gas. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Silver is is going to be on many more uh, Geekologist casts. Uh, so if you have any questions or you have anything that you want to ask her uh, or things that you want her to talk about, specifically gaming, anime, cosplay, feel free. This is where we're not going to pull a errors and omissions like we did on Jeff. And we're going to let you know that it's not a she's not a guest. <laughs> there we go. She's going to be a host. Yes. Hostess. Hostess. Once we actually get Paul oh. and me on both one, I feel like we should do a get to know your geek for us as well. No, for for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. We've been talking yes. about that. Yeah. Um so we're going to also Paul and I are going to be if you listen to the Game of Thrones ones, that's where we've been mostly. Uh we're going to be creating a few different ones, and we're also going to have uh, Silver on with us a lot of the time as well. So you'll hear her voice on our project that's coming up. I'm not going to give uh, any specifics about that one just yet. You'll have to hear it when it comes out. And we'll definitely... But we'll definitely, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> but why, though? But why not? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, if it, whatever comes out, we're definitely promoting it here on Geekologist Radio, so you'll mm-hmm. definitely hear it through our cast. Um, again, we'll probably mention it on the Game of Thrones cast. Um, and speaking of Game of Thrones cast, uh, I know we're heading into the hype train next, but we do want to talk about the fact that we do have the Game of Thrones cast. Uh, the spoiler cast, we do it after every episode uh, we record on Monday nights. The episode produces on Tuesdays. So if you're interested in Game of Thrones, you want to talk about Game of Thrones, you want to talk spoilers, storyline, whatever, we are down, and we get really passionate pretty quick about it. And we do have an arrow and a mission for that last week's episode, but we're not going to talk about it here. You have to tune in next week for that episode. So let's get into our hype. 
right, so first up on the hype train, we have a show that I have absolutely no interest in watching, but I know everybody else wants to. Uh, we have the Walking Dead season eight trailer. Yeah, what are you guys thoughts? Yeah, the, the, you know what? In our queue. Uh, or, in, or the hype train for this week for, for NRQ is San Diego Comic-Con because, like, the whole damn Basically, thing yeah. is Comic-Con. Like, if you were at Comic-Con, good luck because it's craziness. Uh, my brother goes there every year and it's bananas. But for the people who enjoy previews and trailers, they just – it's not a video game place at all, but it's a shit ton of whatever's happening in movies and, and TV. And as far as The Walking Dead – it was a five-and-a-half-minute trailer. A five-and-a-half-minute trailer, which is crazy, considering they didn't say much. <laughs> they didn't say much in this trailer. Um, the shit-your-pants line was pretty good. You know, I, 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 I like that. I like the shit. I didn't like that. That reminds me way too much of Deadpool, like they're, they're stealing it from Deadpool. This guy has the right idea. He wore his brown pants. See, the, that thing, though, that trailer, the first thing that I noticed, because I just recently watched the Watchmen director's cut, is that Negan and the comedian, played by the same actor, Jeffrey Dean, so Dean. very, very similar. So very, very similar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're basically carbon copies of each other. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that, because I haven't seen the Watchmen in so long, and after seeing that, I'm like, I'm like, I'm never going to look at Negan the same way. He is. He's, he's the yeah, comedian. Yeah, they're both sadistic. As, he gives as a hell. gives yeah. a line, pauses, laughs at his own line, and then waits for others. <laughs> That's me, <laughs> in a nutshell. And uh, a couple other things you saw: Carol against the wall. So you know she's helped helping defend, which is really. It, I mean, we already knew that was going to happen. We knew that. Um, I didn't know Jesus was going to be as much of a part of this as you know Rick's speech. Because the overtone of this was Rick's speech, and then they showed kind of like just little snippets of what was going on. Um, they showed King uh, basically rallying, rallying up the troops again. Like they just basically showed his, showed his back, and he's rallying the troops a little bit. And then the final scene is the one I think Silver blew your brain when you were like, "What the f?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see an old Rick laying in a bed, waking up, and it's like, <laughs> and then felt. On Discord, you were like, uh, in your glory, because you hate The Walking Dead as it is. Yep. And How do you hate The Walking Dead? I would love if they dynastied this. I, I, I would love I, I watched the first two and a half seasons. I could not, or no. I watched into season three, got halfway through season three, and said, nope, I'm done. Wow. We're I, not I, friends I just anymore. could not stand to watch it. I don't, no, we're not even going to get started on that. <laughs> we, we've had this discussion in Discord. See, you're still on my shit list right now, just so you know. Yeah, that's Fouch. okay. You're on my now. You, Fouch, you said that it was Rick waking up and all of Walking Dead was just a dream. Yeah, it was all just a dream. None of it actually took place. I think that Rick is in a dream and he sees himself as an old man. And so I don't I, – and I don't think that I have – I think that it's just, you know, he fell asleep or whatever, sees himself as an old man and has one of those, hey, the world is okay dreams – and yeah. he's old, and he meets with Michonne, and he's kind of, you know, and his son has a kid, and blah, 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 blah. I think that that's what it is, but I don't think it's, it has anything to do with the fact that that's, he wakes up from a dream and Walking Dead isn't, isn't a thing. What I honestly think it is, is that the showrunners said that they were going to look into jumping ahead in storyline. And I know we try not to talk about the comic versus the show, but if you follow the comic and the show, they're trying to ju- and they try to get ahead. We know how many seasons we got Negan for, mm-hmm. right? So because of that, and one of the storylines takes place 
way down the line, this could be their way of jumping the story forward to meet up with Negan's next. I'm stepping in for the general right here. You cannot talk comics and the show at the same time. They are a separate issue. I'm just saying. I know I'm, that, but I they told, do I said I would be the lieutenant I will be the lieutenant. You have to keep separation of church and state. <laughs> Yither. It's like uh, it's like we can't talk about the books when we talk about Game of Thrones because they're not the same thing anymore. For sure. Very true. Very true. Silver? Okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with uh, you can't talk about the show and the comic. They haven't been the same since it started. I mean, f- first of all, Carol's still alive. Like, come on. But uh, I know. people still have limbs for the most part. But uh, <laughs> I don't... Like, the whole Rick waking up and it, it was the whole thing was a dream, that's been a fan theory since the show started. So I really doubt that, especially because uh, Kirkman has already said he's planning on going for a, f- a few more seasons at least. I'm just waiting to see when the Fear of the Walking Dead meet up with, get caught up eventually. I still need not. to watch that they one. Better not. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to watch. No, you don't want to watch the early part of season two. Catch the later part; it gets a lot better. The first episode <laughs> of season one, just I was like, "This is slow yeah. and boring." And see, I like that. I've heard that. I like exposition. Give me all the exposition in the world. Wow, boring. So I'm not a big Inhumans fan, but I know Damien, you, yeah, there's the eyebrow. I know you are. <laughs> so let's talk about the the Comic-Con trailer that came out for the Inhumans. See, okay. I'm, we still, go, it, I'm ca- still pissed off about this because of the whole, it's showing in a movie theater before it's showing online. It's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, small town. That's that's the problem. You're mad See, about small town. That's <laughs> to, to me, this... I'm excited for this. Like at first, I was a little apprehensive, but the the actors like that now. What's funny is one of the main actors. I was trying to figure out who he looks like. If you look at him, he looks like a younger. Uh, he looks like a younger, thinner version of the uh, of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And but what are you like, talking about? I am not on this show. That show is stupid. <laughs> it's showing at a movie theater first. What is your problem? But but you like movies. Movies? No. <laughs> Damn you. Where is the nanny? <laughs> Where is the nanny? Whoa. That was the maid. That's funny. So as far as you, as, oh as humans are concerned, though, like uh, being on network television, do you feel like it's going to be able to do... That series justice because uh, uh, any time that that we originally it was supposed to be a movie yeah. and originally Vin Diesel was attached yep. to it and so this was a this is definitely a downgrade. However, seeing how they're going about it and seeing the practical effects, I'm actually interested in it. It looks Jeff. cool and it's got Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, it does. I like him as an actor. Like he's really good and he's going to be playing an evil guy again and so you're probably going to hate him as I don't like him as a good guy. I don't like him as a good guy. I like him as a, as a as a badass yeah, I think guy. He was in uh, uh, the Misfits. He was he was weird yeah. in that because yeah, he was good and he was awkward, but then like yeah, he plays a perfect like psychotic villain. 
it really feels like they're trying to capitalize on Guardians of the Galaxy. They were like the, a group that was a bunch of misfits and that nobody knew about. But Inhumans and Guardians of the Galaxy are very tightly no, bound. What I'm saying to you is that they're trying to capitalize that on network television. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to take oh, what okay, that okay. is in the film all right. and they're trying all to right, capitalize right. that yeah. on network television. Well, that makes sense. I mean, they did it already with they did it with other Marvel show, series, capitalizing on X Men and capitalizing on the Avengers and all that stuff. Why not try to do it with Guardians but of the Galaxy? Of Shield was yeah. shit. Like it was garbage. It's still around. Well, maybe they <laughs> barely by their mistakes. Barely, yes, very, very. But the thing is, is that they need to bring the Inhumans back uh, up to the forefront because the Inhumans are taking the place for the X Men for really anybody that they want from the X Men to come in. Exactly. So they need yeah. to get the fan base familiar with Inhumans in a best way, and broadcast or network television is going to be the best way to do it. What's interesting is a lot of some of these Inhumans are played by the actors that were in that were played the Morlocks. And in part uh, X Men Part Three, and this is Marvel's way of say, giving a nod to those actors, saying, "Hey, we're sorry. Now you can be on with us." <laughs> so Marvel doesn't give a flying crap about the X Men. This is in our this is game on talk, but Marvel is not even putting in the X Men into Marvel versus Capcom. No. What? They, no. No, they don't care. They don't care. It's it's a they it's, they don't care. They're not a, including them. Well, they don't they don't care in the sense. I'm it's not a, buying it's, the game it's, now. It's, it's a property, so you they're know, salty. They, they're salty about not having it anymore, so they just want to get all of it out of it. Uh, like have that separation now. So I'm gonna skip around a little bit on our notes. Uh, let's go. As long as we're talking about Comic Con, let's talk about Marvel's Defender trailer. And. What are your thoughts on one Stanley voiceover, which I thought was really awesome. That was, was really awesome. awesome. The original one that I saw was the Japanese version that had like the, the it was him talking and then all you see is all this, you know, the Japanese. Uh, kanji. Yeah. Or not Kanji. Romaji. Yeah, all underneath. But when I was seeing previews and I said this in our chat, which I kind of got flustered about is this thing is only eight episodes long, and the first entire episode is none of the Defenders meet each other. Not a single person speaks to each other in the whole first episode. Well, so this is not, it's not a spoiler that they don't speak to each other. I don't know how the whole episode goes, but now you have seven more episodes of where they're supposed to meet, which I think is kind of weird unless they're telling each individual story, but that was the whole reason for the five individual stories to begin with. Hey... It's all being put together by a night nurse. Rosario Dawson has no powers. She's got. It takes her a little bit to get everybody together. That's untrue. You also have the blind ninja, or whatever, from Daredevil. Daredevil. All right, all right, all right, yeah, all right. He's all right. the one that's behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, pulling strings. Yeah. But I, I just think it's a waste of an hour episode to tell everybody else's side story on how they get to be defenders when the whole show is based upon them being defenders. If I wanted to see individual episodes, I'd just watch an individual episode of their show. Make that the... And I'm just... I'm, I'm jumping ahead to the ending of the trailer and just saying what makes it okay with me is my boy, man, Frank Castle, is back. So That was the big reveal. That was the... The big reveal was and him in the shirt. That, yes, he had the shirt on. I was like, I have to have that shirt for my closet. So that was pretty awesome at the Sorry. tail end, you know. Again, you know, guess they need, you know, they haven't seen me yet, or I can't remember what the exact line was, but it was, it was really odd. It was definitely a Punisher-like line. So, 
And then shortly after that, they actually announced Punisher, the TV series for Netflix as well. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean that was widely rumored and pretty much locked in. I thought for 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 this period of time, but it's nice that they acknowledged the fact that whatever we thought was going to happen is actually happening. Uh, the next thing that we saw was the Justice League trailer, which just blew the roof off of any expectation for Justice League. And what I thought was smart is they started with their prime property, and that's Wonder Woman. The first scene showed her right away. It's like, listen, goodwill on Wonder Woman. Everybody loves her right now. Let's show her kicking ass. And she, she went from kicking ass to like just fixing a painting, like fixing that like statue really quick. She's like, "Hey, how was your day?" You're like, "Ah, eh, kind of boring. No big deal." <laughs> Which shows the humor that's involved in this, because like also in that trailer when you see the bat signal up and Commissioner Gordon's up there, and I got his name right this time, <laughs> and uh, and you see the bat signal up, and all the Justice League's there, and then the person who's left behind when he turns around for a second. Is the Flash? Everybody the else vanishes. Alive, but he's still standing there like a dumbass. And he's like, "Oh, he goes. They're so rude. They just disappeared." Uh, well, bye. And it just—it's just little tongue-in-cheek humor that I think will work very well to progress the film in a in a more of a Marvel kind of direction, with, as long as they have still include dark action with it. Uh, Brandon, it will not compete with Marvel. It it just won't. I'm sorry. I I really would love for it to succeed. But it will not, in that aspect, as on a Marvel aspect. My okay. favorite line, though, from the trailer is Cyborg saying, "Don't worry, Alfred. I'll take it from here." And then Alfred replying, "Do do 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 I are you? do I know you?" Yes. <laughs> there was a couple of things that you got in this trailer. So you got to see the Flash, and we're talking about the Flash TV series. So you see every version of the Flash of what he can or cannot do. But him actually pushing the glass and having it stand out, so like showing. You know, him pushing that I thought was really cool. They showed Aquaman with the the fins. So, like, you could see him swimming, and it looked like he was swimming towards a statue. So whatever that happens to mean. And then the other thing is you caught uh, Batman up on that, the typical Batman stance where he's on the gargoyle, and he's, like, standing for a second. And that was, like, that's, like, a pose from a comic book. So I thought that was really cool. Steppenwolf you get to see him for the first time coming down uh, with uh, Diana's mother and like he just bounces down because he's in one of the, the, the three cubes, which I'm assuming one is in wherever Aquaman is. The other one is is where she where where she is located and the other one's on Earth where you find Cyborg, I would assume, because there's three of them and I would assume those those are the three. Everybody's talking. I could continue, but I was stopping. <laughs> oh, sorry. My dog was barking. So I just. Back to Damien's work. dog. Back to Damien's dog. I was just talking about the three cubes that uh, okay. that, that deal uh, that are in that world. So one being in uh, Atlantis. Yeah, and one being uh, uh, one being in uh, under the Wonder Woman's one, Island. Yeah, Wonder Woman Island. One being underwater with with. Aquaman and the other one being on Earth with Cyborg. So those are the three cubes. Okay. Now, does anybody know the name of the island? Because I don't want to get corrected next next week. Yeah. Ooh. Um, um, I'd, I'd have to look it up. I, honestly. Amazon Land. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Amazon. Isn't she from the Amazon? <laughs> I'm going to call it Wonder Woman Island because that's where she came from. I'm not sure. I am admitting that now. When Steppenwolf comes down, he smashes the ground. 
Hero yeah, landing. The hero landing. And then he has the but axe. he's not a hero. And then you hear the voiceover where he says, there's no lanterns and there's no Kryptonians. So this world should be very easy to take over. And Lantern's line was the one that was like, oh shit, he just said lanterns. <laughs> like, I didn't even care about the Kryptonian line. He said lanterns. I was all excited when I heard it. Yes. Yes. I need me a good lantern flick seriously yes because yes that is my favorite dc property and if it's done right it can be done very well but uh like just don't follow hal jordan and you'll be fine go ahead go ahead damien well see i was gonna say first off one of the people who i would have liked to have seen play hal jordan would have been chris pine oh my but god he's yeah already been or used been great. but he's already been used chris pratt would have been a so good one too Chris Pratt would be mm-hmm. awesome, and he could be, you know, he could jump both both the comic book strands. That'd be, yeah, he'd be a really good one. But I think that but, if they did a one where they followed Jon Stewart with, like, how the climate that they're trying to go as well, Jon Stewart would be the lantern that they would need to follow. And I know yeah. they're going to do a core movie uh, instead, which would be great. Um, but I just, I just need one. Yes, Silver. What I want to see from the Lantern Corps is The Blackest Night. Yes, yes. Then they, so that's bad. Two movies. That is two movies that they could do. They could do uh, The Blackest Night and The Brightest Day. And yep. you're you're done. It's one of the best storylines for a Green Lantern. I can tell you the hottest actor that would be on the planet right now in order to play Green Lantern is also playing Lando Calrissian right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Dang it. So they, they, if they, if they nabbed him... In a, in a heartbeat, that movie would automatically have credibility just based upon him, let alone whatever the story had to do. Another good one, uh, Michael B. Jordan would be a good John Stewart, too. Yes. Though. yes. Oh, yeah. And no, he needs to be in a good superhero movie because Chronicle, he showed that he could be in one. He is, Michael B. Jordan is in Black Panther. Oh, yeah. That's he's right. I the... forgot. No, never mind. Oh. He's off of the, he's off the uh, map, too, because he's playing uh, eh. what's his... Uh, the bad guy. Sorry. In, uh, in this Justice League movie, at the tail end, you have Alfred said that you know they've been waiting for you, basically. And so there's a couple of, of theories on who that they is. They said you'd come. They said you'd come. And so, is it Superman? And because in the background of when you see Metropolis initially, you see the black Superman symbol that's in the background. It's on a building and you see the entire symbol, almost like the bat symbol. Or, new rumor, the leather jacket is Hal, jo- Hal Jordan's bomber jacket, and it's Hal Jordan as one of the lanterns coming to, to come and save them because they had been talking about the time when... I, I, what, did, what did Gal Gano say? The, the time when, you know, the, the... I can't even remember when all of them arise or when all of the heroes get together again. She made, like, some, some off comment to, to Batman. I'm not sure on that one, but to the Hal Jordan comment, I was also going to say, when you see the ship, it's a very quick thing where they show the ship in space, and then you see just this bright green light that's not does not fit with the lighting of the ship at all down in the corner. It's for a brief second, and it's moving like a, like, like a comet, and then they go away from it. So that that's another thing that's leading towards the Green Lantern. Yeah, I could definitely see it being Hal instead of uh, Clark. Yeah, they'd probably bring Hal in. 
What if it's Nightwing? That's a, But it's a nice way to bring Hal Jordan in. Mm-hmm. Keep him in for a short period of time. If you bring him in for the last 20 minutes of the movie, that draws him into the next series, and you can do an individual film with him. Yeah, do and, it. Totally. And you can, still, you can still do Superman at the tail end. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can do a total Spider-Man with him. Yeah. So another movie, which has been a book that everybody loves, if you're a gamer, you've read Ready Player One. And on top of that, if you're a fan of any type of film over the last 40 years, you know Steven Spielberg, who's directing, and you got a nice short teaser of Ready Player One, and man, those effing robots, dude. It reminded me of Titanfall, all, but like in a live-action film, I'm like, this looks awesome. Well, the other thing that was so cool is you see a lot of Spielberg's properties, but you see other things referenced as well because it's imagination. So, like, uh, one of the bikes you see is uh, Akira's bike. Mm-hmm. One of uh, You see Freddy Krueger, but the way they get away with having Freddy Krueger on it because he's a universal property is that he's cu- he's in it, and he's got, instead of one set of claws, he's got dual set of claws, and he gets blasted away. You also got, you know, another Steven Spielberg property in there. You got the Iron Giant. Oh, that's awesome. Walking that's around. That doesn't make sense, but that's okay. It's because it's imagination. It's in there because people imagine it. They've seen it, and that's why all that all these other properties are in it because people have read that stuff, so they think about it and they want it in. So seeing the stacks how how they were, like that shot that shot of the stacks. I was like, that is exactly how I imagined it when I wa- uh, read this book. It it looks great. Steven Spielberg is probably one of the best directors to have do this property, especially because it's supposed to take place within the 80s, uh, or it's supposed to have so much 80s pop culture in it that uh, he, he loves that stuff. So, I mean, that's when he was really uh, coming out with a lot of good stuff, too. So, it's going to it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. The other thing that I really liked was the VR shot. So when you put that helmet on, back in the 80s, it wouldn't have meant much. But to people now, that's a PSVR. That's, you know, we're, we, we know what those things are. So when you put that on, you, you realize that you're, you're heading into something else. And so Oculus is that. And it makes it all the more real. And when he put that on, I'm like, oh, I can picture that. Like, you mm-hmm. feel like you're shut off from the world for a while, which is that movie. Uh, the book was I, – I blazed through that book so fast. Like, it was yeah. fantastic. Like, it's not a well-written book. It's a great story, though. Yes. Like, I, that, there's a complete difference from that. Like, the book isn't written very well, but the story is amazing. And so you can get away with having a, a not well-written book by having an amazing story. So I, have, I haven't read the book. But is this a is this something that can be branched into uh, into a series? Mm, it Pop. could be, or is but, it a standalone? It, the the story itself is told as a standalone story. Mm-hmm. It's that's, very Willy Wonka esque. Uh, it is. It's basically a Willy Wonka story for the modern era. Yeah. Um, and I was going to go somewhere with this. It is I, very Willy Wonka in the sense that the game doesn't have an answer to the puzzle mm-hmm. and everybody's still chasing the answer to the puzzle it goes away from the wa- for a while somebody then finds an answer it restarts back up the cycle again then it goes away again and it- i am so excited uh i don't really want to give it away because it's so cool in the book when it happens mm-hmm. i can't i can't wait for the first puzzle 
Yep. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool, uh, especially if they get the rights and they don't have to switch it from what it is, what it's supposed to be. The other thing that I really am looking forward to is the interpersonal connections between the characters because that was so much of the story. The story between, and I'm, not, I'm just going to say the lead male character and the lead female character was 80% of that story. Like that was, that's how, how the story progressed mm-hmm. was how he felt towards her and she felt towards him. And it was a friendship more than anything else. But like that's, that's what kind of pushed the story forward a little bit. And so I'm hoping that on screen that connection transcends from what the book had you know laid out it deals a lot with kind of how the this generation uh, or the newer generation is where most everything happens online and so you don't really know what the person is that you are seeing and it really touches on a lot of that uh or i mean uh the person that you're talking to online you don't know what they look like and so you're used to seeing them as their avatar and it starts dealing with that kind of stuff, which is really, really interesting. So all of us, and I say all of this aside from one person right now, is into Stranger Things. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we got a trailer for Stranger Things 2. And this Wait, trailer... So this trailer like Stranger Things? This trailer, I, I just yeah, haven't seen it. You're rectifying that. Uh, and changing that up right now. So... Uh, stra- the the Stranger Things two uh, trailer is gives you a little bit more information than just the name and the, you know the backdrop, which is what we've been seeing. You get the Dragon's Lair, which I was like, oh, that's badass! It's Dragon's Lair. Like I, I, I was at a kid. I was as a kid. I was at a putt putt golf with Dragon's Lair. I remember throwing like <laughs> t- fifteen bucks and quarters down on Dragon's Lair. I would watch my dad play Dragon Slayer all the dang oh, time, so good. and the, and the sequels. Oh, yeah. uh, you, do you remember the animated yes, cartoon that came from yes, that? Yes, I do. Okay, okay, good. And then right, they played it sure. to the backdrop of Michael Jackson's Thriller, which I thought was really, really good. And Jeff Richard Price, Richard Price, oh. Jeff, you were talking about uh, kind of a, a major plot character, and they're back and forth inside, yeah. upside down. Yeah, it, it was really interesting to kind of see because. I, I was just curious, like, is that, how is that going to go? Uh, he keeps, I, I can't remember how long, uh, Bill, Billy? Yeah, Bill, that's his name. Uh, how long he was in the Upside Down, but it looks like it's had some residual effect, effects on him, and he keeps at least consciously going back to the Upside Down and just disappearing. Uh mentally the scene from the arcade so wouldn't that be subconsciously yeah yes oh so uh not richard price vincent price error in a mission be caught before that i was like heard i said the name i'm like wait no richard (laughs) wrong person that's weird um the scene the scene you're talking about is when they're in the arcade though um and he's in the he's they're 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 playing and then all of a sudden he's outside and Mm -hmm. he's in the upside down and then they have to like Hey, Billy, like, wake up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, here I am. The thing that we got from this trailer, more than anything else, was Eleven reaching back out in from the Upside Down back into the real world. for Through the wall. Yeah, through the wall for, like, a second. Yeah. And it was like, okay, first we knew she was alive, but this is proof that she's alive. And second, oh, crap, she's coming back, which that's cool, too. So 
uh it's just a nice little nod to her and and a teaser to what's what's about to occur in season two and you get a sean astin sighting so that's that's barely nice yeah yeah i need a paul riser sighting soon he's in this too so like (laughs) let's get a paul riser sighting let's get everybody who's from the 80s back into this where's barb now now is paul weiser paul paul weiser paul riser god did damien can talk um is he is he gonna wind up playing a villain like he did in Alien? or aliens so i mean the guy's kind of slimy yeah he is i mean he was in my two dads though like my two dads is a good show yeah so uh for us passion project we saw a a san diego comic-con trailer and they also had a panel for westworld 2 and it wasn't a lot like they didn't give us a lot but what we what we did get in this was we got bernard Mm -hmm. with what appeared to be like a dead tiger am i wrong like was it yeah no that was was a tiger it was that was was there was a dead tiger you got to see blood on the piano that plays every time something's about to occur we know that that's like the sign right. that something the queue up, the queue up something's gonna happen man in black had uh something that had blood all over his face the one thing that kind of freaked me out and we saw uh her on the horse and they were shooting th- shooting people down no shogun so I, I are we back in Westworld? Was Shogun just something that we're going to show really fast, or they're not talking about that yet? We don't even want to discuss that. That's going to be a part of this world later. The only uh, there's going, I can see this going this way already. There's going to be a Westworld uh, storyline, and then there's going to be whatever is going on in the other lands. So you're going to sure. get a Shogun and stuff like that because uh, she's going to get her daughter, and that's where yeah. she's at. They didn't show her. I was so mad. I'm like, come on. She's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Like, please, like, give me, like, a glimpse. Because, it... yeah, because there's Future World. There's there, there's there's all the different ones. Because uh, I've gone through and watched the original show. It would have blown my brains had they had an Anthony Hopkins sighting for, like, 30 seconds. Like, just a picture, just a glimpse of Anthony Hopkins would have been like. So that was Westworld Season 2. Like, that's the basis of Westworld. Um, we didn't get very much. We got a little teaser, not coming out until 2018. At least they acknowledge the fact that it's 2018. Like, right, and exactly. That's yeah. a, that's another big deal. Like I, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it actually is. Like they are announcing when it's coming. So at least it's coming out at that period of time. Uh, so the other big trailer that came out at San Diego Comic Con was Thor Ragnarok's trailer. Yes, and man, Hulk can talk. Yes, what the. Smart Hulk. Like, that's crazy. That's just bananas. Like, when I heard Hulk talk, I'm like, oh, of all the things that happened in this trailer, that was the biggest deal. And it was literally a buddy conversation between Thor and Hulk over who was hotter. Hulk like fire. It's also not the first time that we've heard him talk. Because in, um, which one was it? I'm Always Angry. Uh, Avengers, the first one. Yeah. Uh, no, because he was still—he wasn't he was quite Hulk when he said that. Oh, yeah, yeah he's still right. Bruce. No. But in the first one, he does—he does say puny god. Puny god. Mm-hmm. Yes. But this one, he, they were talking about fire and water, and then and then Hulk talks about it being more him more being like a raging fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then him like a smoldering fire, <laughs> and I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know what it reminded me of? Drax. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. That that oh my god! Can you imagine Drax and a conversation Hulk between Hulk conversation and between Drax those two? Oh is my be the god! The most literal and hilarious thing in the world. Uh, it's gonna be so. Uh, <laughs> Drax will want to fight the Hulk. 
so bad. It's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the thing is, is we're going to actually get that, though. That's that's what's you're going to you know that they're going to they do better. That. Fans mm-hmm. need it. Yeah, the biggest wanted. the biggest uh, scene from the previous Thor trailer was obviously the fight between Hulk and Thor. And then the first comment that that, you know, Thor makes to Banner when he asks, you know, who won? And he said and Thor says, I did easily. And he's like, that doesn't seem right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not. And you see him just like Hulk just literally punish him through the wall, like just punch him. And like he goes flying through the wall. So this buddy movie is a, is between him and Banner and him and Hulk. And I'm kind of curious on when he's able to convince Banner to turn into Hulk or how that works uh, in that entire process. Supposedly, uh, Banner has actually been in Hulk form for two years straight since he left at the end of that movie. Man, to be on 10. He has not changed back to Banner since then, supposedly. That's why his vocabulary is a lot better as Hulk as well. Oh. That's really interesting. Uh, we got a sight of Loki as a team-up with the guns, and then also, like, you know, in the chains, like, if you're going to let me go, like, I can help you, but you got to let me, in, you got to release me in order for me to help you. So that was interesting. I didn't know that that was the case, too. And the line that Gila made when she said, "You're the what, what are you the god of? And when he comes down and does again. Oh, you finally... The hero landing, landing yeah. and that lightning comes through his eyes. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, something's about to go down, and he doesn't have his hammer. So he's about to just release whatever he's got, which I thought was pretty cool, too. That reminded me of Raiden. Oh, really? Yes! I love Raiden. One of my favorite MK characters. So, a really cool Thor Ragnarok trailer. It got us really pumped up. This is the final uh, MCU movie going into Avengers. So... If you see, uh, like, Black Panther is not going to be a lead-in at all. Whatever they show as far as the, the final cut scene at the end of Thor Ragnarok is going to be the lead-in to Marvel Avengers Infinity Wars. The other thing we've seen in that trailer, sorry, is um, Loki's son, the big giant wolf. Oh, that, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, that Finra. You see Finra. Right. Yeah. Um, also, Hela being p- played by Kate Blanchett. She's going to be so great in that role she's an amazing actress perfect casting i think just some of her lines were so yeah, was very devious yeah. like the lines that she was giving were very like almost it reminded me of maleficent mm-hmm. yeah and so for sure that that was, yeah, that, okay, that, was the yeah. feel that i got when she was like oh i feel it feels so good to be back or you mm-hmm. know that that sort of thing so i really felt maleficent when i was watching that did you uh also notice that that most of these villains from marvel I saw this in a meme, is that live long enough as an elf from yep, Lord of the yep. Rings to become a villain in Marvel. <laughs> so we're going to quickly uh, finish out on Marvel. We've got a couple of things to talk about DC. Lawrence Fishburne's been added as Dr. Bill Foster to and Michelle Pfeiffer has been added as Janet Van Dyne to the Ant and Wasp movie, which are two big catches for that movie, especially if it's going to be post-Infinity Wars. So that's going to be the one of the in-between movies between Infinity Wars 1 and 2 is going to be Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, we also know that Dwayne Johnson will not, as Black Adam, will not be in the Shazam movie, which totally blows my mind. I'm like, well, who the hell is Shazam going to fight then? Because I just assumed that Black Adam was... They were going to have the Shazam versus Black Adam and then have the spinoff as Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. I thought that that's literally how that was going to go. And that Shazam now 
is now the next movie after Justice League. That's their next big film after Justice League will be Shazam. Well, then they need to start recording. Very much so, <laughs> which is why Dwayne Johnson's not going to be in this film because he's got so much stuff going on that there's no way that he can make it fit. I think that's the big reason why is because he just can't make it fit contractually. He, he doesn't have the ability to. Um, also, WB is really concerned about Ben Affleck as Batman and the future of Batman because they want to make this a trilogy and he may or may not be phased out rather quickly, uh, even after this, after Justice League, as soon as that, out of out of the DC universe. But, however, since then, uh, even at San Diego Comic-Con, Ben Affleck went on to say that he's not being phased out. He's So this this back and forth is this is very all um, convoluted. This is all into the air after Comic-Con is over, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be Batman forever. I'll be back for him. I'll be Batman until they tell me that I'm not going to be. You're not. No, no, you're, no. no. You're, what, that was George Clooney, wasn't it? Batman yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> Batman the, and Robin. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be Batman forever until I'm not. Okay. Well, it, it doesn't matter how long you want to be that. If DC doesn't want you to be Batman anymore, then you're not Batman anymore. That's just, it's really that quick. It, if we're gonna go into a trilogy and you're not a part of the trilogy, you're gone. Now, after Batman vs. Superman, didn't they say that Affleck was getting a standalone Batman movie for sure, possibly a trilogy? Yes. He was supposed to direct. Then he got bounced as the director. Then he always got bounced as Batman. Then he's back as Batman. It's it's just been this really back-and-forth deal. It's almost like he doesn't want to be it, but they feel like he needs to be it. But it's going to look bad regardless of whatever. However this is going to go down, it's not going to end well, for sure. WB... Warner Brothers just needs to get their shit together. Like, seriously. Uh, I've been so... I am sad. <laughs> it, it, Dis- it, what Warner Brothers doesn't get their shit together. Disney's going to buy them. And then Disney will own DC and, and Marvel. We'll have probably good you stuff will. then. So And mm-hmm. crossovers. Marvel versus DC would be awesome. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anywho, Josh Whedon uh, reshoots for JLA, causing some serious issues with scheduling as well. You know, it's Henry Cavill's mustache because he's, <laughs> he's contractually bound to that mustache for Mission Impossible and they won't cut it out. So Whedon's like, ah, oh, I demand reshoots because the end of this is crap. And he's like, well, I can't cut the mustache. Okay, well, we'll digitally remove your mustache from every scene. Oh. That scene of him standing in the courtroom looks like Tom Selleck standing there with a Superman cape on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Hell yes, it does. You can't, you can't be Superman with a mustache. That's not a thing. It is not. Like, he's a clean-shaven dude. So, it reminds me of Super Troopers. Who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> With all the reshoots, though, it makes me wonder how much of JLA now is going to be Josh Whedon versus how much was not Josh Whedon. Like, did he? Did he probably did most he, of it was going to be Josh did he Whedon? Feel like it was not done well enough, or like in order to make it better, we need to do a, it's because it's not just minor reshoots. Like they're doing a shit ton of reshoots on this. Like it's more than like. Star Wars, where we were all concerned about, oh, they're doing a little bit of reshoots for Star Wars. It's going to be this huge deal. They're doing a ton of reshoots for JLA. I trust Joss Whedon. Like, I, I trust him. If it's if he's going to be touching it and, like, putting his fingers in all the pies, it's going to be good. Like, he's really you good. You would better at, at least buy him dinner first. I like the taste of his fingers, though. His fingers in it's it. fine. There's a ton <laughs> of new things coming out. There's a lot of stuff over the next, like, couple of months. Uh, things that we're going to be talking about or looking at at least over the next few weeks for for sure continuing on with Game of Thrones uh, episode 3 is something that we're can, I, we're interested in I know that I will be continuing on with uh, Ballers and if Fouts is watching it too 
So we'll at least have a couple of people talking about Ballers Episode 2 next week. Um, yeah, I'll for sure be caught up. Yep. Any, anybody else watching anything that they're going to be talking about next week? Well, Jeff and I will be watching uh, Midnight in Texas, and then I will also be caught back up on The Mist. I tried to today, and I passed out because I was tired. What is tired. that on? So I... Probably the, the also Mist here. is on. Oh, we're, the, we're probably the also going to oh. hear from Cajun on uh, Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, yeah, that's well. right. I'll, I'll watch the new episode of Raven's Home, and if I get a chance, I'll watch uh, Disney Channel's uh, Descendants 2. Okay. Very nice. Very you nice. guys got me to start Game of Thrones, and so now that's all I'm watching. That so, is awesome. Good. She good. will be caught that's up. All you need. Before this end of the season, you might be ha- caught up. Have you watched Westworld? you got to watch Westworld, too. Yeah. Uh, l- let me finish this one first, because this is the one that we can't stop. She has till 2018. Right now, she's got to catch that's up. That's true. At least yeah. till the end of this season for Game of Thrones, so that by next season we're all set and ready. Mm-hmm. All right, all so right. let's find out where we can catch everybody at. Damien, uh, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damien Nash. You can find me uh, on, so on with articles going to be coming out here for Rectified Gaming. And then you can find me, uh, Manning the Geekologist, Twitter, minus the T for character restrictions. Jeff, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at the Jeff Barry. You can find me on the Nerdentials podcast as well. Uh, also, Too Long Didn't Watch is a podcast that me and Paul did uh, a while back. We are actually getting rid of the RSS feed, so we're probably going to put everything onto this channel and do it for a couple weeks so people can get a taste of what we're going to be bringing to the house. Hey, what's old is new again, Jeff, and that first episode was about Atomic Blonde, so yeah. that's popular right now, so we very, go. Good e- very good episode for the first one to start. <laughs> the audio's so, a little bad on that uh, one, but uh, the humor's there, so that's they, good. <laughs> <laughs> Silver, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SilverSoulX10, and you can catch me on Rectify Gaming's podcast as well as articles. Awesome. And Brandon? Well, uh... I, I don't know where I am because I haven't been here in like eight weeks. It seems like or eight episodes or more, but uh, you can find me at bfouts82 b f o u t z eight two on the Twitterverse, and you can also email us if you have any requests, comments, concerns, questions, or just hey, how you doing? Who's your mama? At uh, geekologist at ninjapancake dot com. For me, I you can find me, Chris, at Two Wolves, T-W-O-W-O-L-V-Z-Z. For Geekologist Radio and Ninja Pancake, we are live. Hit the big red button! Hit it! Hit it! No, daddy, no!